co-host Bradford Barth and I'm your host Stephanie Kretz this has been an exciting week I can't even hear you in my headphones really uh-huh. why not I don't know how about now mm, not really is it because I'm speaking too softly maybe I'm trying to weasel my way into doing true crime voiceovers <laughs> good luck with that oh i can hear myself now very good i just wanted to make sure it wasn't messed up and that you were still yes i'm recording you i see good. the little wavy bits okay we got the wavy bits okay so what you been up to nothing really besides four hours of of uh overwatch oops <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh my friend Al asked me how my cosplay progress was going last night and then Nick sent a gif of uh if you're familiar with the game you'll know, recognize this gif which is like Simpsons with the grandpa going in and out of the house but with a bunch of turrets around the doorway which is what my which is the character that I play in Symmetra. I was, I was playing like, with Suki yep, earlier and she's yep. looking for the toy now. You can keep playing with her. Are you looking for this? <laughs> um, but yeah, I have a lot of work to do still for C2E2. I have to make noise effects when I'm playing with the yes. cat. I went to a C2E2 party on Friday. Yeah. I wore Yelena for the first time out and about. That was fun. People actually knew who I was. That, <laughs> that weren't just my friends. <laughs> I'm a little distracted. Yeah, you are. I'm as distracted as Suki is, and all it is is a piece of pipe cleaner <laughs> and a couch. <laughs> She's very excited. She's like, nobody's played a pipe cleaner with me in so long. Oh, oh, you almost had it. This is great for the listening audience. It is, isn't it? Listen to Brad. Listen to Brad. Listen to Brad. Listen to Brad. <laughs> putting it away Here, because me. I have to, I have to record a podcast. But Stephanie now is going to play. I'm just going to give it to her so she can be satisfied. Oh. Uh, I see. Um and then our Overwatch League started this past weekend, our Overwatch Fantasy League. Well, the Overwatch League in general started and then our Fantasy League also started. And where are you? Middle. In the rankings, middle, middle? ground. You satisfied with your picks? How um, does this work exactly? Are you picking teams or are you picking players? We pick teams of who's going to win in the match. Okay. Um, I deeply regret one of my choices, which was a pick I made just out of solidarity with Brendan because it is his team. Uh-huh. And I told him this is the only time I'm ever going to do that. And guess what? They <laughs> lost. <laughs> and I was like, yep, not doing that again. Who were they playing? Uh... New York. It was his team is the London Spitfire, okay. and they won the championship in 2018. But um, 
New York is a really good team. They're like ranked second, I think, in the league. So, do they have a lot of uh, player trades and whatnot? That yeah, it's like a new te- It's like a new team, basically. Um, but yeah, it was fun though. We all just drank White Claw and watched Overwatch games all day and ate pizza and silliness. I kind of did that over the weekend, except my games were League of Legends. <laughs> nice. C nine is still tearing it up, undefeated. Do you have a league, or you just watch? I just watch. Mm-hmm. Because in the game, if you watch games while you're logged into your account, you get uh, credit Points. toward uh, a, uh, various uh, missions. Mm-hmm. So now I have to watch 60 regular season games. And I forget how long I have. So I've watched all of the North American games, and now I'm checking out Europe. To see how the European teams are doing. Just so I have an idea. Because when it comes to uh, the final splits and whatnot, then they do a bracket that you can, you know, put in for. And then based on how good your picks are, you can get in-game content stuff. Nice. Yeah, they have similar things where you can earn credits by watching Mm -hmm. the streams. And then I watched, started watching Lock and Key this weekend. Interesting. It, it will, it'll be worthy of episodes of our podcast Mm. because there are double aspects involved at times. Exciting. At least in the first three episodes I watched, there are double aspects. And I don't know what else I did. What else did I do? Babysit on Saturday. Ran a magic event on Saturday morning. And that's about it, really. I don't think I did anything on Friday night. What did I do Friday night? I did something. I don't know. But I can't remember. And yesterday I left work at like almost 9 o'clock. Fun. Yeah. I watched the Oscars. Oh, yeah. I heard uh, Parasite took it all. Yeah, I'm very pleased with that. I was pretty much on team anything but Joker, but um, I'm glad that Parasite won because it's a really, really good movie. So. I'll have to catch it. When it's, it's super Is good. it out digitally? or It is on Amazon Prime, I saw. Oh, really? But like not for free. It's just like you can rent it or you buy it. You can rent it, or it or buy, which means I can probably get it on iTunes. Yeah. And then you can add it to our server. So <laughs> I will have to check it out. Uh-huh. Because I I heard it was really good. It is really good. I saw it in theater with Kelsey and Caitlin back in October or something like that. Mm -hmm. And it was good. But I was sad that Scarlett didn't win, obviously. Sad that Adam Driver didn't win. Oh, and I went and saw a movie. That's what I did Friday. I saw a movie that's not in theaters anymore. What movie? Birds of Prey. The Oh, because now it's Harley Quinn. (laughs) No, now it's just Birds of Prey. Birds of Prey, the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. Uh-huh. Well, now it's so, Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey. So that's what I saw. How was it? I want to see it. It was fun. I've heard it's fun. I enjoyed it. I actually it. do want to see it. I enjoyed it. I was really psyched in watching, oh, you know, talk shows in the weeks leading up, seeing Ramona was in it. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy her acting. And She's she great. did not disappoint. She's great. And, of course... You can't not like Harley Quinn. <laughs> yeah. She's just fun. <laughs> but yeah. I plan to see it maybe next week with Taylor, who is my little Harley. 
Harley mm-hmm. lady. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. It's a little cold to ride her motorcycle, though. Yeah. Because she's a Harley lady. Did you guys? Did you guys hear that? That's the sound of eyes rolling so hard. It was more of a clenched teeth, <laughs> lip purse, <laughs> annoyance. It was because of the nanobots. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> wrong, wrong thing this week, Brad. I know. This week it's all about clowns. clown, 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 clown. <laughs> Thong, 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 thong. No, no, the clone, 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 clone. I know, I know. Yeah. But yeah, thank you. Boop. I like it when they copy your DNA to somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> that clone, 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 clone. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> before we get into that, we did have um, listener mail. I'm always forgetting to check the mail before I come here. Don't worry, I checked it. What did Nick say? <laughs> yeah, Nick, our only <laughs> listener. Nick says, because um, we mentioned his hipster cousin, yeah. Double, co- yeah, yeah, a couple yeah. episodes ago. Um, subject line, hipster cousin, in parentheses, per request. <laughs> Greetings. My cousin Ryan looks like me if I had a bunch of tattoos. I saw him at Home Depot somewhat recently. He was aiming a price scanner at me and going, pew, pew. All the best. And Kelly. From Trailer Blazers podcast. Trailer Blazers. <laughs> I almost said it wrong. <laughs> trailer Blazers. Trailer Blazers. Because you want to say Trail Blazers. And then there's only like, I don't know, half a million podcasts named Trail Blazers. And they're all about sports. It's true. Yep. But not the Trailer Blazer boys. They're nope. all about doing. um movies well trailer reviews and uh at the end uh, telling you what you get if you rate and review them on itunes what do we get well you gotta listen to the uh you gotta listen to the episode it changes every week Mm. they bring in that, that i didn't finish this week's episode i got interrupted by work stuff they bring in um their their old uh on the farm salesman guy who kind of slurs every word and he tells you what what when you when you rate and review what you have to do Mm. to to get something interesting yeah it's always ridiculous always hilarious yes and you have to really pay attention to catch it all sometimes (laughs) because it is really it's really deep in there in that in that that I don't know. I don't know the word I'm looking for to explain the sounds coming out of Ben's mouth. They're crazy. They're He's excellent. a crazy boy. Yep. Uh, well, this week we are doing Orphan Black. Clone, 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 as Brad mentioned. We're back in black. <laughs> <laughs> Saw you like gearing up for that one. <laughs> we are doing the season two finale, episode 10, called. By means which have never yet been tried. Yep. I always forget to look at the title of the episode. They're always crazy long titles. They are. Stylized titles. You know, sometimes it's a recipe for a good lasagna. Sometimes it's something from 
some book somewhere. Yeah, it's like one of those blog posts about a recipe where it gives you like someone's whole life story. Yeah, exactly. Before it finally gets to the actual recipe. Right. Mm-hmm. Or those stories. You'll never believe what this guy did. And then you have to read 17 pages <laughs> of, of repeating exposition until you finally f- find out that he found a quarter underneath the stair and it was a buffalo nickel. Yep. Which means it wasn't a quarter, but a nickel. It's true. <laughs> and my whole story blew up because of money. This is why money will never make you happy, people. That's a cord, not the pipe cleaner. Don't eat that. Sucky. Hey. You like that pipe cleaner, don't you? That's the cord still. Stop. It's right here. No, don't eat the cord. Okay. Clean. <laughs> um, so yeah, the finale and the very at the blah, 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 rewind. At the <laughs> at the end of the last episode. Did you overheat? Yeah, I had to power down for one second and reboot. So you're a Cylon. <laughs> or you're glitching, one or the other. We're not there yet. You're doing something. So Are you an AI? I'm all sorts of things. Are we in the Matrix? You'll never know. <gasps> we could do the Matrix. We could do the Matrix. Because they've got their avatars Ooh. and they've got their outside selves. And there's like a gazillion... Uh, what's his faces? Well, that's in the second one, but yeah, Agent Smith. Agent Smith. Mr. Anderson. I wouldn't mind doing The Matrix. I haven't seen those movies in so long. I like that movie. I saw them four weeks ago. Well, la-ti-da. Because I I ripped all my DVDs to my media server so I could watch them. Nice. (laughs) Um, So at the end of the last episode, Kira was kidnapped by Rachel, who was impersonating Sarah. Mm Mm-hmm. After she just had her surgery to get uh, bone marrow extracted from her hip, which will cure Cosima. Well, not cure Cosima. Help Cos- prevent Cosima's illness from getting any worse than it is and help her a little bit. They're attempting to reboot her yeah. immune system. Yes. So the episode science. begins off. Of? Begins off. Um, the last word in the opening credits. Jumping back and forth is what you really wanted to say, right? With with Sarah and Mrs. S um, yelling at each other. Felix sitting in a chair, blaming himself. And then people asking Sarah a bunch of questions in a creepy black room. Mm-hmm. She See, is, I pay attention. I yes, watched. She, it's, yeah, cutting between these different... Moments in time. Different moments of the right after Kira was taken and Sarah seemingly doing some weird checkup. Um, people are like, yeah, giving her, shining a flashlight in her eye, asking her a bunch of questions. And little did she know, eventually, the opening credits would roll. Well, she said that this is, it was, it's clearly a dyad because we recognize the different dyad rooms. And We'll tell you more after this break. She said this is... I think I have a chance to. Her name is Sarah Manning, and this is part of her unconditional surrender, which is basically she's doing this so that she can get close to Kira. Yep, and then it's ba ba da ba da ba da da. Opening mm-hmm. credit music. Correct. Sarah is talking to Dr. Nealon, who is the guy that 
Rachel was on the phone with in the last episode where she was like, Dr. Nealon, I need your expertise. Ah. Now we get to meet this guy. And he is a creepy mofo. Yep. Kind of reminds me of... Oh. Paul Manafort. That's what I'm going to say. He kind of looks like Paul Manafort. I have to look that up. I, that name sounds very familiar, but I... Uh... Trump's campaign manager. Oh, that's why. Yeah, that's why it sounds familiar. Because he's an evil genius. Mm. Or is he? An evil Do you see dumbass? it? Do you see it? Kind of, maybe? Yeah, I can kind of see it. Mm-hmm. It Like, the picture only half-loaded. The internet didn't want me to look at it. Um. <laughs> the internet is sparing <laughs> you. It's protecting me. <laughs> Um, no so, you shall not pass these packets <laughs> Sarah's just like okay whatever I'm just, just gonna name your router Gandalf from now on cause it stopped those packets from passing yes it stood at, it stood at, the, at the door of the world wide web and said you shall not pass <laughs> and then you just got pixelated guy uh-huh, it like loaded like this much and it was very blurry yep uh, so Dr. Nealon tells her that Kira's fine, and then we see Kira in the same bedroom that she woke up in, and there's a doctor there trying to swab her cheek, and she's like, no, I don't wanna. But eventually, Kira it's gives just in. Cotton. It's not gonna hurt. Yeah, eventually she's like, okay, fine, and then she steals the doctor's cell phone while she's Swabbing her cheek. She's a little crafty con artist. Are you so proud? Makes me proud. I know. Brings a tear to my eye. It's magical. Her mother taught her so well. <laughs> it's so beautiful to Very see when they grow up just like you. I'm done. I know. Thank you. I'd like to thank all the writers. <laughs> and I'm holding my Oscar. Uh-huh. And... All the fans, I couldn't have done without you. And I just wanted to say, I love my family. And, and if, <laughs> if you're listening up there, Grandpa, this is for you. Wow. Magical. The doctor leaves and Kira dials the phone. And a male voice picks up, but we don't really know who it is, but we can assume who it is. Right? Does, or does she say something? I, she didn't say anything, and I didn't catch who it was. I mean, it's but you're probably you're implying Cal. something. So, yeah, so I'm thinking, is it is it Cal? I think it's Cal because she, because there was a moment earlier in the season where he was like, "Remember what we talked about?" or something. If something happens, uh-huh. so I feel like he gave her a number to memorize to contact him if in anything the case ever of happened. Stranger danger, got you. Yes, that's good parenting right there. Yeah, parenting 101. Now we're back to... Delphine is being sent away to Frankfurt and not letting... And Rachel's not letting her say goodbye to her. Cosima. Mm-hmm. And, Cosima. and it's all happening in an elevator. Yep. And people, a bunch of people commandeer... Um, Cosima's research. Yes, Cosima's lab and research. What was his name? They knew him. Dave? Martin. 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 Rachel's boy. Is that who it was? I think so. Uh, you're, I think you're right. She did scream for Martin later. Martin, fetch me some tea. That's not Rachel at all. That's Sarah pretending to be <laughs> Rachel. <laughs> that was a bad Rachel. 
That's why I'm Sarah pretend. Actually, no, no. Allison pretending to be yeah. Sarah pretending to be yes. Rachel. There you go. That's perfect. I was gonna say I don't think Sarah's right. I was gonna say Allison, and you beat me to the punch. Uh, so let's see. But while Casima is trying to be like, what is going on? She gets one last email from Delphine. Yep. That contains Rachel's schedule. And which, the words, now it's up to you, or something to that yes, effect. which shows that Sarah is due in an operating room that day. Um, I do have Rachel's schedule. The whole thing? Yeah, I have the whole schedule, if you want to hear what her, her daily plan is. Sure, hit me up. Um, it, was, at, it was on a Mac, because that was definitely iCal. Yeah, So it but, is yeah. iCal. So, um, let's see, I have to look at it a little closely. Oh, she's got a picture. Uh, at noon, she'll be going to La Petite Chat Reservation for one. Oh, that's sad. Well, Ferdinand's not around yet, so. But He's coming. A reservation for one? I go reservation for one all the time. It's kind of sad. Why is it sad? I don't know. Being alone in public is fine. Yeah, but going to La Petite alone? She's Rachel. She doesn't need anyone. It's true. Uh, at three o'clock, maybe. 1300 hours blurry one o'clock oh yeah 1300 is one o'clock damn it <laughs> i saw there was a one there yeah uh it's okay i hang out with paul all the, paul, paul <laughs> clearly all the time. you're all i don't know the military time <laughs> she will travel car to pick up our duncan at le petite shot and take to diet institute at 1 30 kira visit s manning to be taken to observation room at 2 10 Video conference with Zurich boardroom A one one zero at two fifty call with Doctor Christopher Roberts UK liaison. Okay, sorry I couldn't read that one. So it goes all over the world. <laughs> so he stole the toy from my Diane. lap while I was distracted. <laughs> <laughs> she knows what she wants, mm-hmm. and she's gonna get it. Meeting with Marion Bowles canceled. <gasps> No way. She's she's cold shouldering mm-hmm. Marion Bowles. Three thirty meeting with J. G. Fawson, p- patent attorney, and Alex Levine, LLB registered patent agent, conferencing in A. Levine boardroom A one one zero. It's her boardroom of choice. It apparently is. At four o'clock, personal manicure with Renee in Leakey's office. Hmm. Four thirty video conference, European Bioengineering Council. Dennis McGrath and Elon Mostrel. Uh, at 1,700 hours, I've lost four Five o'clock. Five o'clock, thank you. I was like, I, I ran out of the math. I forgot what it was. <laughs> Sarah Manning, OR1, Dr. Nealon. Mm. 540, RPG Systemic Personal Security Review. The role-playing game Systemic Personal? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. I didn't think she got into that, but you <laughs> I know mean, what? I mean, she loves, she does play Agricola. That's right. <laughs> wow. That's not a role-playing game, though. No, I know. At uh, 6.15, Gyrotonics. Mm-hmm. At, uh, after that, travel, card to pick up R. Duncan at Diet Institute and take to dinner. Uh, 1945. 745. 745. Dinner at Chef Eloa. And that is Rachel's Day. Two. Two French restaurants in one day. In one day. 
Wow. So she likes her French cuisine. Hell yeah. Which is probably why she likes to keep Big, big D around. Mm-hmm. It reminds her of cheese and wine. So as Cosima finds out that she's going to be taken to the operating room, Dr. Nealon tells Sarah that he's going to be harvesting her eggs in 16 days. And of course, Sarah demands Wait. to see Kira. This happens over the span of 16 days? No, no, no. He tells her it's going to be in 16 days. He's going to harvest oh, her eggs. But they lied. do the other thing. Okay. Called lying. Yes. <laughs> Neil, Sarah wants to see her daughter before she agrees anything, and Neilan demands that she agrees before getting to see her daughter. And then we get to see Sarah's signature. Yes. It was very beautifully written and very squiggly. I liked it. Of course. So she's taken to another holding cell with a two-way mirror, and she can see Kira in a room in that pink bedroom being visited by Rachel. Well, you know, it was all for show. Yeah, you know, she kind of had, she should have specified that she wanted to see her in the flesh, not just see her. Well, she did see her in the flesh. I mean, physically, like, be in the same room. Oh, she wanted she, to be able to touch her, she smell her. specified more. Give her a kiss. Because it's dyad, and they will do whatever they want to prevent her from getting what she actually wants. It's true. Well, she did con- uh, surrender unconditionally. Mm-hmm. So she's kind of stuck doing what it is that they're going to give her to do. And, of course, Rachel wanted to parade around her relationship with Kira. Yep. She knew it was on the other side of the mirror. Or Rachel's just that vain and is always talking to herself in a mirror. I don't know. I'm pretty sure she knew Sarah was behind it. The mirror, not the plan. Back at Mrs. S's house, which I'm sure there was a fight before they agreed to let her go in there. Uh-huh. Um, and... She- Do you feel bad for the set people? Why? Because they had to turn it in to from hoarding central of what was, uh, what uh, what's his name? Duncan. Duncan's house back into the Mrs. S house. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Because remember that was one of your fun facts. Yes. They just piled a bunch of stuff in there to turn it into his place. I mean, that is their jobs. I'm sure. I know, but there was so much stuff, Stephanie. I'm sure, they had a good time. Did they? Do you think they brought in hoarders the TV show and <laughs> emptied it out? Look at all these newspapers. Why does he have so many tea bags and tins? <laughs> uh, Cal shows up to Mrs. S's house, and then says he's Kira's father, and she's just like, "Huh, all right." <laughs> and now he has to convince her that he's a good guy. Yes, because she's suspicious. Of course. But weren't wasn't she on the phone before that happened? She was on the phone talking about making a car bomb or something. Yes. <laughs> and that, then she that, forgot about it. That Felix overheard. Yeah. And she said something like, if I tell you to make a car bomb, you're making a car bomb. Uh. Now, little known fact. They, it was inaudible because you couldn't hear it because they were coming up on her. But before car bomb was Irish. And she was actually talking about what they she were going to really drink, drink. Yeah. at their weekly poker game. Uh-huh. Right. Of course. And he, the guy, he doesn't like Irish car bombs. so. They're having a fight. But it was her week to pick the liquor, and <laughs> she wanted an Irish car bomb. And look, if I'm gonna, if you, I tell you to make a car bomb, you're gonna make a car bomb. See, these are the things that you just learn from experience. Mm-hmm. 
Of course. So Felix is trying to talk Mrs. S down just as he gets a call from Detective Bell, Arthur. Right. That Helena is now in his apartment eating all of his things. Yep. <laughs> and Helena's like, where's my sister? <laughs> yep. <laughs> and of course they can't tell Helena that Sarah is a dyad or else she'll go running knives ablazing. Right. She'll do something. She'll do something. She'll cut another person's tail off. Yeah. Because the last time she was at Dyad, that's what happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Mrs. S sends Felix over to Art's house to deal with her. I think Felix sent Felix over to Felix Art's house. Pretty much. But I Mrs. Mean. S agreed, though. Mm-hmm. Well, Mrs. S said, you can't tell her about Sarah. And he's like, you don't think I don't know that already? Yeah. She's going to go gouge some eyeballs out. She's not stable. She's very unstable. She likes murdering a lot still. It's fun for her. But she will do anything to protect babies. Yes. Must protect babies at all times. Nobody knows she has babies yet, though. It's true. She is not the wanted one yet. Right. Only Sarah, because she has eight-year-old baby. (laughs) Yes. Or however old Kira is. Yes. Six, seven, eight, somewhere in there. I don't know. What grade was she in? I don't remember. Well, she's that age for that grade. Mm-hmm. So after seeing Kira, Sarah is escorted back to her cell, presumably. Mm-hmm. But she passes Ethan Duncan, who is also in the same kind of inmate-ish outfit that Sarah is in. And Sarah is very confused because she thought he was there, you know, of his own whim and helping out Kasima. Right. And, and he tells her not to lose resolve, right? He says, don't despair, my dear. Oh, don't despair. Mm-hmm. Okay. And how much do you think they spent on these rooms? I mean, those big black rooms. I'm just going to say that's a lot of coats of paint to get a black room that black. A lot of coats of paint. Diet has a lot of money. Do they? Yeah, they're a crazy science place. Look how fancy Rachel is. She's got a penthouse apartment in downtown Toronto. Yeah. Toronto. Toronto. <laughs> I was trying to get past that. You still got it. It's <laughs> like, damn it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it popped off my ears weird. <laughs> it popped off my mouth weird. <laughs> yes, it did. <laughs> so Felix goes to see Helena. She just, Helena's like, I want to see my boyfriend. And he's just like, Helena, did you burn down the fish people's ranch? And she's like, no. <laughs> but she's smiling. Yep. <laughs> she says it. So good. <laughs> Because Art wanted to know that, right? Uh-huh. No. No. Super grin. <laughs> Not me. I would never do such a thing. Uh-huh. That's what her look said. Yep. Like, because of course she's not, not. she's not very good at sarcasm. Exactly. <laughs> Speaking of the fish people, Mark and Gracie are on the run away from the rest of the fish people. Yep. So. Oh, and I think Helena had a nice thing to say about Gracie. What did she Which say? I'm sure irked you to no end, but she said she was a good girl. I like Gracie better in season five. Oh, do you? I don't like Gracie in season three. When she's being a... Traitor. A traitor? She, she's traitor. Oh. I thought she was just being a... Well, we'll get to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Sookie knows. Yeah. So Cal is still trying to explain to Mrs. S that he began talking to someone on the dark net. And 
and Mrs. S is like, I do know how to use a computer account. And he's like, <laughs> not like this, you don't. Uh-huh. Um, Just a side note, if you need to let us know anything, you can get us at C-double-pod on the dark net. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So Mrs. S wants to talk to the person that he's been talking about. Uh-huh. And the person on the other, s- or he says that I'm with Siobhan, and he starts to spell it wrong. Okay, so there's a meme that makes me laugh every fucking time I see it. Okay. And it's like, Cal is typing her name and <laughs> spells it clearly like s-i-o-v-a-n or whatever and then mrs s says it's with a b <laughs> it's like a b-i-o-v-i-n <laughs> like bingo no instead of replacing i can't believe i have to explain the meme to you instead of replacing the v with a b you replace the beginning of her name with a b oh so it's bavon yeah <laughs> oh cal that's just a just a meme what such didn't really a, happen he fixed it such a cal thing to do but those there was socks something are wet <laughs> those sure are some wet socks but he uh said something about this person not being on board with whatever it was, right? Or not knowing about something? Yeah, I don't know, but the person on the other side says, ask her about Caster, and Cal doesn't know what that means, and Mrs. S is like, oh, you don't know your mythology. Yep. Um. So then... It's because he's too busy on the dark web, <laughs> where mythology doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Caster is one of Lita's twin sons, along with Pollux. And some in some tales, both of them were fathered by Zeus. Well, thank you for that lesson, Stephanie. Mm-hmm. While others say Pollux was fathered by Zeus and Castor was fathered by Leda's mortal husband, Tyndarius. So they're half-brother, half-sister. Or they're twins, either way. Okay. Then we are in a warehouse place with Siobhan and a bunch of soldiers get out of a Humvee. Uh-huh. And it's Pole. Yeah. I bet you like that, right? I thoroughly enjoy Cal and Pole in the same scene together. <laughs> yeah, but you really like Pole when he's in that uniform, yeah, right? Yeah, it's oh. pretty nice. Mm. And I like Mrs. S saying they're going, hmm, you too. Don't know how she does it. And I'm like, eh, <laughs> yep. So. Let's land all the hot men? Yeah. All the hot boys. She should know. It's true. She's hot. She lands. She lands that guy that mumbles yeah. a lot. Yeah. And I can't say his I can't remember what his name was. It's because he mumbled it. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't understand. Truth. <laughs> oh, man. I was going to. I almost had it. I was on the tip of my tongue. But then I got jumbled up. Because <laughs> of the mumbling. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. It's good. It'll come to me at some point. I'm sure it will. You'll just blurt it out at some point. It all, it's great. like it's like right there. <laughs> I can feel it. I can feel the name. It's the microphone. I know. It's, it's stealing. Sucked. It's stealing all of those neuron firings. Yeah. To power our recording. So <laughs> back at Dyad, Duncan is placed in one of those big screening rooms with Rachel. Uh-huh. And all of their home videos are playing on the screen. And he's enjoying them. She comes in with a tea set and offers him a cup, but he just wants hot water as he has his own tea bag. Yep. His one weird thing he's had since the day we met him. Yeah. He must get a real specialty. 
Mm-hmm. Like Doesn't something want to share. Highbrow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. From the motherland. <laughs> of tea. Mm-hmm. So I don't know where that's at, but there you go. <laughs> India. I was gonna say England because he's from England, but England, okay. His own mother, his own motherland, not yeah. the motherland of tea, which I think gotcha. is India. But okay. Yes. Um, as he drinks, she is demanding the key to the cipher so that she can unlock the genetic code to make more clones, and he refuses to tell her because he's already given her the key to fix Cosima. Yeah. And that's all he's going to do. And he says. He's not going to tell her, and it's not with Sarah or her people. Just leave them all alone. Like, yep. stop doing this, Rachel. Mm-hmm. And then after he takes a few sips of his tea, he starts to cough and seize, and Rachel slowly realizes what's happening and starts crying and screaming also. And right, just when she like, was trying don't to don't do play, this to me yeah. again. Play that. I don't have feelings because of you. We find out that she very much still loves her papa. Yeah, it's really sad. Hey, I hope one day I'll have a daughter that drives me to kill myself. (laughs) Yikes. At the warehouse, a black limousine pulls up and... Oh, sorry, this is when Cal got out, sorry. With love, of course. I'm going to kill myself with love. Cal also got out with love. My heart won't be able to handle it. It'll break. And then, then I'll be a broken man who weeps at every commercial about incontinence. Because it's sad. Yeah. Paul gets in the limousine and he sees Marianne Bowles, who says she can get Kira and Sarah out of Dyad, but the rest is up to Sarah. Okay. At Dyad, Kira gets some time to hang out with Kasima, which involves. Doing some science. Science lesson, yeah. She learns about how to use force, as in how, what you need to do to to push a pencil through a piece of paper. Uh Uh-huh. Because, like, when she does it the first time, the pencil tip breaks because she's not using enough force. Right. She needs to harness that energy from Yoda (laughs) and the Skywalkers Mm -hmm. (laughs) and channel it Mm -hmm. (laughs) so she can build her lifesaver. That is another... Sky. What? Sky. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best Yoda line. <laughs> Sorry, Yoda. And then he poof vanishes. <laughs> Literally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, poof. Poof goes the Jedi. <laughs> so it's finally accurate when I say poof. <laughs> yep. That's the one time. Well, two times. Yeah. And any time we watch Buffy, they go poof. That's true. Vampires. Not like in True Blood, where they go splat. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just start saying that. And then they arrived. Splat. Cosima <laughs> <laughs> arrived in Kira's bedroom. Splat. splat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, gross. Uh, so, while she is teaching Kira that we're also getting scenes of Kasim and Scott working on some weird experiment, which is like a fire extinguisher and some piping and a bunch of other things that are kind of strange. A sharpened pencil. Yes, and the sharpened pencil that she was showing here. I got so excited during that montage. Did you? I was so excited. Because you knew what's coming? Because I knew what was coming. <laughs> it brings me to my happy place. Aww. I am... I am 
I am so sorry. I know you're listening right now <laughs> and you're upset with me, but that was a happy place for me at the time because mm-hmm. I was not a Rachel fan. So, you know. <laughs> when I was watching the show for the first time with Brendan, he looked over at my pops and he like right before, like five minutes before it was going to happen. And he was like, oh, man, because <laughs> I have that pop. Of you Rachel. got that pop. She's right there. He was so mad. He was like, God damn it. Why? Now I have context. <laughs> I didn't know what it was before. <laughs> so good. <laughs> so anyway, while they're getting things figured out, uh-huh. Scott also tells Kasima that he has a dyad security card that he swiped so he can start getting things in motion and he's only known sarah for so long i know everybody's learning so much it's only been two seasons i'm so proud of him little swipey swipes yeah everybody's everybody's jacking something from somebody (laughs) in this episode Uh, a bunch of guys take sarah and tie her to a gurney yep and then she's taken to an operating room or hospital room whatever now i understand why she was confused because she said it was told 16, 16 days, days. Yeah. <laughs> and when it was probably like I a was, few hours. I was a little confused. I'm like, you knew this was coming, but I missed the 16 days. Because it, cause she's probably not, she probably wasn't ovulating yet, and they had to wait until she was at that point to harvest her eggs. But they're not going to just harvest her eggs, Stephanie. No, Dr. Nealon tells her that they are going to take one of her ovaries for further study. Yep. Why take an egg when you can have a whole ovary? Yep, exactly. Yep. And Scott comes in. He is dressed as a surgeon guy. And he wheels in the little fire extinguisher thingamajig. Uh-huh. And he says, Cosima says hi. Cosima says hi. You're going to be okay. And he sets down a drawing. Or, no, no nope. he doesn't. No, he doesn't. I just remembered. I just yep. remembered. Okay, calm down. I got it. <laughs> so Rachel comes in in yep. her little smock. Yep. And then she shows Sarah a drawing from Kira. And she has the stem cells, or the, sorry, the bone marrow that she has drawn, that they had drawn from Kira a couple days earlier. So she brought in a picture that Kira drew, and then she brought in a picture that she herself drew? <laughs> no. <laughs> she had the physical oh, okay. um, things, <laughs> the tubes filled with the bone marrow. She didn't draw a picture of Kira's, of like the test tubes filled with blood, okay? <laughs> It would have been really good for a comedy bit, though. It would have been really funny. Uh, she sets the picture down next to Sarah's bed uh-huh. on top of the like weird fire <coughs> extinguisher thing that Scott wheeled in. Right. Um, she. I'm assuming it was a normal table you'd see in an ER that yeah. you put instrument, instruments on. Yes, there were some instruments on top of it. Rachel's not having a good day. She just lost her dad. Yep. She's mad about stuff. She wants yep. to know the cipher. Yep. She's demanding Sarah tell her where it is, but Sarah has no No idea what she's clue. talking about. Yeah, what she's talking about. Um, Rachel is pissed. And in a crazy rage, she throws the bone marrow things down and stomps her heels all over them. Yep. Shattering them all. Looks like she slipped a little bit on one of those stomps. Yeah, because she was just stomping so angrily. Mm-hmm. And it's probably slippery in there because, you know, tile. Yeah. Heels. Bone blood. marrow. Yeah. Glass bits. Yeah. Just poor heels. So she did that to just destroy any chance that, you know. Cosima would be safe. would have. Without the cipher. Mm-hmm. Yes. I remember when I first watched this, I was so upset. <laughs> so mad. But as, and so was then she's just like. Was it because deep down you were thinking you're stomping on top of Kira right now? 
No, I was thinking she's stomping on Cosima's cure. Oh, okay. And I was really upset. Because I think when I first watched, I think in the first couple of seasons, like Cosima was my favorite. So, I mean, Sarah's like the top favorite, but like Cosima uh-huh. had been my favorite at the time. My favorites just kind of changed depending on how I'm feeling that day. I, I love all my right. clones. Right. Because um, eventually Allison becomes your favorite. And then at some point, Elena, Elena. becomes your favorite. <laughs> And then at another point, Rachel Rachel becomes your favorite. <laughs> yeah. And then there's like Crystal and MK in there mixed in somewhere. Yeah. Well, Crystal was always your favorite. I love Crystal. Let's not lie. She's hilarious. <laughs> You'll get there, friends. Yep. So Sarah is just like upset, but then she's like looking at this drawing that Kira made and she's like, that's weird. There's like, looked like it was a map or something or there's like a code. And then she sees that there's a. No, Stephanie, it was clearly that time. That her, <laughs> Helena, and and uh, and uh, Cosimo were hanging out with their friend Fire Extinguisher, <laughs> <laughs> having a great day in the sun. Yes, at the park. Yes. So she sees same fire extinguisher in the drawing under the table uh-huh. with a uh, picture that like a little crossbones skull and crossbones, probably drawn by Cosimo. <laughs> Yeah. That said, squeeze me. <laughs> and as Rachel is like babbling and like leaving the room, Sarah's like, hey, wait a second. I'll tell you or something. I'll tell you what you want to know or something like that. And then as soon as Rachel turns around, she squeezes the squeeze me and a pencil comes shooting out of it. And but I got too excited. <laughs> it's like, I don't even know how to explain. <laughs> it's like I'm shooting out and jabs Rachel in her eye. <laughs> And then she collapses to the ground and Sarah makes a break for it and somehow manages to get out of Dyad directly to or directly to Kira's room yep. where Marion Bowles is there buttoning up Kira's coat. You think maybe there was leave. a secret map in the picture? I don't maybe. think so. I think maybe Sarah, because she is a con artist and, you know, you have to have a little bit of spy skills to be able to do that kind of stuff. I think she probably memorized as oh, much as she could as she was, you know, taken, taken around. to the room where they yeah. got to see through the mirror. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I think she was memorizing, like, the hallways and where things were. Right. You got to know all your exits. Mm-hmm. Or in this case, all the routes. Yeah, yeah. So. Sorry. Route for people that want it to be route. <laughs> Marion says she and Kira are free to go, but tells her that this doesn't end with Rachel and if she wants to know more she should meet her tomorrow at her house. Okay. And Sarah's like, "Um, whatever." And then she just leaves with Kira. Yep. <laughs> Cuz she has not decided whether she wants to take her up on that or not. Of course not. Um It's a lot to take at that moment. Yes. I mean, she just shot somebody in the eye with a pencil. She's trying to rescue her daughter. Yeah. It's all a lot. They were going to steal her ovary. It's a lot of shit going on. Yeah. So finally there's a little bit of calm. We're yep. at Felix's loft. Yep. Cal is there. He's yep. He's bringing Kira and Sarah there. Kasima's there. Uh-huh. Allison's there. Uh-huh. Kasima and Allison are very impressed with Cal. They're like, oh, he's cute. Yep. <laughs> oh, he's hot. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then Sarah's like, oh, shut up. Like, very, it was very sisterly. Like, oh, come on, you guys. Like, as yeah. she closed the door to say goodbye to Cal. Uh-huh. And then they smooched. Uh-huh. And leaves them to have their clone-only night, which includes Felix, because brother sister right uh but he does and after cal leaves he says that there is someone downstairs who would like to meet her sisters okay and then it's helena oh and she's come to be super cute and shy uh-huh. and she is taken into the loft 
Right. And even though Cosima looks a little worse for wear with her nose tubes and laying on the couch, she immediately gets up to see Helena. And Helena's like, oh, no, you should not, sister. You're too sick. She was like, oh, no, I'm up. I'm up. And then they hug each other. And it's so cute. And then she introduces her to. Well, she says, I like your hairs. Oh, yes. She's like, I like your hairs, too. Yep. And then they say, yeah, hi to Allison. And I think. And then Kira runs in. Helena! Yes. And Helena's so happy to see Kira. Yeah. And she's like, I'm so happy to see you. I could eat your fingers. Yep. It's adorable how she's with kids. It's so cute. Everything's so cute. I think she's going to be a good mom, Stephanie. I hope so. I mean, did you see how she handled Kira? I mean, it was great. I mean, she's loved Kira since she first saw her, mm-hmm. even though she got her in that horrible, terrifying accident. It's okay. Which we try not to think about because it's so horrifying. It's okay. Kira was bitten by that radioactive spider. <laughs> she healed up real quick. Fucking, that car fucking nailed her. Yeah. It was awful. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like it was real. Speaking, speaking of Brandon, when he watched that, he screamed. He was like, why didn't you warn me? <laughs> Because it's not as fun if you know it's I coming. Know. I was like, you needed to experience a, that. Your answer should have been, but this would have to have been a review, reverse watching that they didn't make the pop of Kira getting hit by a car. <laughs> uh-huh. <sighs> so uh, everyone's drinking and hanging out, and then Cosima has a bit of burst of energy, so she starts to play some music. She takes her nose tubes out. It's like, damn, Cassima, what are you doing, girl? She's, she's feeling it, she's stuff. She's jamming. She's feeling it. And then she starts to dance, and then Felix comes over and starts to dance with her. Yep. And then everybody eventually gets up to dance. I like. I feel like Sarah's the worst dancer of everyone. Um. What? Yeah. Not Helena? She's like generic. No, Helena's an amazing dancer. She put her on a metal show, she'd be great. <laughs> Also, were, she danced really well at the... They were the, listening to um, reggae. It doesn't matter. You just let the music take you. I suppose you're right. I mean, she did a really fun dance at the club when she had the tail. Like, she's <laughs> crazy. <laughs> um, well, she didn't have a glow stick, so she had to use what was right in hand. <laughs> it's true. And then Allison and Felix are doing, like, little grindy booty bumps, which is really cute. Yep. And Kasim is just, you know, being a hippie. Yep, gotta love her hippie moves. And then Kira is off to the side because she can't interact with that many people and, and then make it a good clone scene because it's too many parts. Yeah. <laughs> that was for logistical reasons. Yes, that, that, <laughs> that in this entire series is still my favorite scene. Your favorite clone scene? Just in general. Oh, in general. I think it's probably, yeah. Because it's the four of them dancing Felix making his way around the room, interacting with yeah, each one of them separately. So good. It is just impeccably filmed and put together. Yeah, it's like it's pretty damn seamless. Like yeah. you can't tell that there are that it was spliced together. Basically, yeah. I saw one where they had him walk out of camera range and then come back uh-huh. in. So that's how they that's how they took care of one scene. He sort of walks off screen and then he comes back, but. I got to see them making how they did that, and it's just it's amazing. Mm-hmm. And then another amazing clone scene is Kira, Kasima and Sarah 
after everyone dances and goes to bed, lying in bed next to each other, having like a very long conversation and even like interacting and holding hands. And yep. you can't tell that it's yep. spliced together either. It's can't, amazing. Nope. Come a long way since Parent Trap. Yeah. And I mean, that conversation is very sad and sweet. And Sarah's just telling she keeps Kasima she can't do it without her. And Sarah Kasima says, you'll figure it out. It's okay. Yeah. They both get a little teary and then eventually go to sleep. And meanwhile, Elena uh, puts her little tank of babies yep. in a corner. Yep. And she's holding Jesse towing Pat. Smelling it. While she leaves Felix's loft. Yep. And she's going to go on her way and uh, she's fine. Uh-huh. <laughs> right? That's what happens? Sure. She's no. great. Halfway down the hall. Everything's going good. Like she's going down the hall, she smells the hat, and then a couple guys come up and bag her because it's rush week, and she's <laughs> she's gonna get admitted into the sorority. <laughs> yep, that's what it is. <laughs> oh, she was a pledge the whole time. We didn't even know. Uh huh. <laughs> so, um. You can't get that. You can't get that sorority image out of your head. <laughs> it's can very you? funny. <laughs> the next day, uh, Sarah goes to Marion Bull's house. Uh huh. She decides to go take her up on her offer. Of course. And as she walks through the house, she sees a little girl in there. Uh huh. Who she kind of recognizes. Uh-huh. Maybe we might recognize her too from Rachel's home videos. Oh yes, we do. And we, she has a little bit of a limp though, and a uh, cast or a brace around her leg, mm-hmm. so she's limping a little bit. Yep. And Marion Bowles introduces her as Charlotte, okay, her daughter. Yes. And Sarah's like, I thought they couldn't make any more of us. And Marion Bowles tells her that there were four hundred attempts to recreate the cloning process. Yep. And Charlotte is the only successful one. Yep. Only took 399 deaths to get to one Charlotte. And she still has ailments. Mm-hmm. But at least she's got, you know, a pig that she can put the web up in the corner that says some pig. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Hey, that's Andrea's baby's name, Charlotte. Yeah. And also... The name of Scarlet's character in Lost in Translation. Yep. Just fun facts for me personally. To you guys. Fun facts for our personal life. Um, so there's a lot of different things happening now. Kasima or Kira tries to get in bed with Kasima to read her a story, but she's dead. Kind of dead. <laughs> Yikes. Yep, she passed away. In her sleep. It was peaceful. Uh <laughs> But no, Kasima <sighs> sees the light of Delphine and it brings her back to life. Oh, she's not dead. No, she's fine. Uh-huh. Eventually she stirs. And then they get in bed and they read a book about a dog of some sort. And then when they're done with the book, Kira says, let's read this book. And it is The Island of Dr. Moreau that Ethan which, Duncan gave her. Oh, I thought you were going to say, which is Kasima's favorite book. Well, that also. <laughs> And it has all of the stuff And now stuff it's really it. her favorite book. <laughs> yeah, now she's like, oh shit, what is this? Um, let's see. What else is happening? Oh yes, um, Mark and Gracie are getting married in a church. Oh, congratulations, guys. I think, they're, I think she's like 16 and he's you know, 20-something, but that's fine, whatever. Hey, hey man, it's 
the south it's canada <laughs> oh southern canada <laughs> southern canada i don't know uh it's fine it's maybe they don't have those laws they're religious it's fine you sure she's 16 i don't know how old she really is i just she looks like a baby she's got to be 19 at least she's probably 18 19 because uh, <laughs> I don't think priests go around wedding people just because they want to be wed. true. Without first verifying age. Uh, let's see. Marion. Oh, then we get to a military base where we see Helena's being carted. Well, Sarah towards. learned some information with Marion. I'm not there yet. I thought this happens before the base. No. It's all, it's all happening at the same time. Oh, okay. It's just like going back and forth. Interweaving storylines. Um, and these guys are, these military guys are taking Helena away. And we see Mrs. S and Pole yep. in a truck. And Mrs. S says, Sarah will never forgive me. And Paul's just like, you did what you had to do to is get Sarah se- out. Is this the second time Mrs. S has given I think so. Helena away? I think so. And not for marriage? <laughs> yep. <laughs> you and might then... think she doesn't like her or something. Yeah. And then Sarah is following Marion around, who says that she works for Topside, which is kind of overarching over Dyad. Right. But it's part of this whole different multicultural, multinational corporation thing mm-hmm. that's steering Dyad. Right. And also that Project Lita has never ended. There was a military faction that um, was also part of it. Right. And. Uh, she leads her downstairs to show her that we gave the girls to science and the boys to the military. And then we see a boy in a cage in the basement. Doing pull-ups. Doing pull-ups. Mm. And Sarah says, I know him. And From the back? Mm-hmm. She's pretty good. She is good. And then he hops down and we see, who is it? Mark. And then we also see another clone at the military base that yep. Helena is being transported towards. So all these clone boys suddenly. <gasps> no. Project Caster. This means we got to go back and update numbers. <laughs> <laughs> the end. Yep. Male clones along with the lady clones. Yep. So many clones. So many clones. You know what else I have? So many fun facts. All right. Are they cloned? <laughs> No, they're new ones. Okay. I mean, it'd get boring <laughs> if it was the same fun fact over yeah. and over again. But said in a different accent. Mm-hmm. That or would be weird. Nation. Yeah, accent. That's what I wanted to say. Accent. So the questions asked in Sarah's interrogation scene were not scripted. Really? Mm-hmm. That was all... They gave the guy a list of questions to ask Tatiana, and her answers were improvised which ended up for a very surprising and moving scene, even for Tatiana. So, like, when she was asked about, have you ever had an abortion, she on the spot decided that for Sarah Manning's character, whether she had or not. Interesting. It's crazy. Um, Dr. Nealon is named after a writer, um, Aubrey Nealon, but not to worry, the character is not at all like the writer. Canadian actor Tom McCamus, who played Dr. Nealon, did an incredible job capturing the precise nature that was envisioned for him. Kira's artwork has been sprinkled throughout season two. In episode 
In this episode, you see some of Kira's masterpieces at Mrs. S's house, as well as the drawing that Rachel brings Sarah in the OR. She, which is she did her own art. No, it was uh, art department <laughs> person Sash Kosovic. Okay. Uh, for a second there, I thought they were making her double do double work. Did she get a second paycheck for being on the <laughs> art team? Rachel's itinerary, which was not, which Cosima received from Delphine, was not finished in time for the shoot. Visual effects had to put it in after. However, the version that was created didn't work. So what you do, so what do you do in post? You need art, and your art department is scattered and working on other shows. You have assistant to the co-creators whip up an itinerary on her iCal <laughs> with them creating the activities. <laughs> we got iCal <laughs> all on our own. We didn't need that fun fact to know that was iCal. Uh huh. Good boop, job. Boop, boop. The pencil scene. Sarah and Graham's, or sorry, Sarah and Rachel's, Graham is the creator of the show. Just okay. Just the word above that yep. sentence. My brain got discombobulated. Uh-huh. Sarah and Rachel's gruesome showdown scene came straight from the mind of Graham Mason, Manson, and it was executed perfectly thanks to John's direction. Tatiana's performance and our amazing visual effects team at Intelligent, Create, Intelligent Creatures. Uh-huh. We weren't sure if we'd be able to pull it off, but after 20 hours of meetings, we did. Okay. Not me, not us, but the team. <laughs> oh. I'm speaking from the mind, from the voice of the blog, the oh, Hive blog. Got you. I thought you're just a part of the show and yeah, you've been keeping I'm, it I'm a secret it. from me until now. <laughs> I you was know. part of the production team. Yeah, you're stuck somewhere in that long, just sandwich of names. Stephanie Kretz. Mm-hmm. The hairstylist on Orphan Black shaved Ari Millen's head for his other clone characters and created a Mark wig for the final scenes in, episode, in this episode. Ooh. The clone dance took two days to shoot. And the song during the dance party is called Water Prayer by Adam Shaik Matt the Alien Remix. Cool. Have it on a playlist if you want it. I will share my Orphan Black playlist with you if you send me your Spotify name. Oh, there you go. At cdoublepodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Make, the, uh, make the subject line uh, Spotify name for mm-hmm. Orphan Black. I have every song that's ever been on Orphan Black on that playlist. All right. Including the soundtrack. Uh, the techno dolly, affectionately known on the set as the Time Vampire, is what makes a four-clone dance party possible. The Time Vampire has a knack for sucking away time and is prone to breaking down. <laughs> we love it and we hate it. <laughs> okay. So the- here I thought this was going to be like... <laughs> how they did it? How they stop the sun from moving or something, but no, it turns out it's <laughs> Just, a sad fact. Yeah. <laughs> the military base was actually shot outside, or sorry, looks like it was shot outside, but it was actually filmed on a blue screen indoors because it's freaking cold in Canada. It says that because it's freaking cold. That was oh, my that editorial. was your editorializing? Yeah. Because it's freaking cold in Canada <laughs> and there's no military bases because of that. Mm hmm. Donnie, Jimbo, and uh, Oscar appeared in the credits, even though they were not featured in the episode, because a four-minute scene between the Hendrix family had been filmed, but was cut due to time constraints. Oh. But apparently it is on the special features of the DVD, which I have not seen. I haven't seen this scene. Okay. I'll have to look into that. So it was Donnie, Jimbo. I think it was the whole Hendrix family. Who was the last one? Oscar. That's the sun. That's the sun, yeah. Okay. But I'm assuming it was Donnie, Allison, and the kids. 
Because Tatiana's already credited. Was Vic's name Oscar in Breaking Bad? Vic's not in Breaking Bad. Better Call Saul? He's in Breaking Bad, too. He's not in Breaking Bad. I'm pretty sure he No, is. he's not. He was a new character in, Bre- in Breder Call Saul. Really? In Breder Call Saul? Breder Call Saul. <laughs> Believe me, I know. I literally saw a status I made the other day about the first episode of Better Call Saul going, oh, look, Vic is in the show. I'm so excited. Huh. I thought for like he had a, like a little scene in Breaking Bad. I guess I was wrong. No, which is why I keep waiting for him to die gruesomely in Better Call Saul because he's not in Breaking Bad. <laughs> I that's, will find yep, out what his that, name is for you. That is a good that's a good point to make there. <laughs> Where did he go? Oh, new episode started in like a few weeks. For better call Saul. Mm-hmm. His name is Nacho. Nacho. Nacho okay. problem. That's right. Nacho chips. The book Cosima Reads Kira is written by Graham Manson's mom. She's been writing for kids since he was a kid, and A Dog Came Too is his personal favorite book. Oh, look at that. How wholesome. Isn't it? Here's a fun goof. Thank you. Uh, the, t- <laughs> the tubes that Rachel drops are 15 milliliter polypropylene conical vials with screw caps and would not make the sound of glass shattering. <laughs> That's a goof. It's a goof. Do they break like glass, though? I don't think so, because they're plastic. They clearly broke like glass on the scene. I don't know. They must have used regular test tubes at that point. Yeah. That's all I got for you. That's all, she's, that's all she wrote? Uh-huh. Sweet. So, counting time. Mm-hmm. It's time for counting time. I got my Let's number. Let's go to counting time. Eight? All right. Sarah, Allison, Kasima, Rachel, Helena, Mark, Mohawk. Cage Boy, Military mm-hmm. Boy. Yep. i sorry. I knew what their actual names were, and I was like, I'm not going to say their name. <laughs> Scarface. Scarface. And not Scarface. <laughs> Military Boy. Because <laughs> he had a scar. Mm-hmm. So as I had mentioned earlier, when Steph said if you want to get uh, the... Orphan Black playlist she has set up with you. You can email us at cdoublepodcast at gmail.com. And if you do that, also, tell me what your favorite moment from season two was. Okay. Or from this episode. Yep. What do you think about Rachel getting her eye gouged out with a pencil? I'll tell you what I think. It was so cool. I'm like, finally, Rachel's off the show. (laughs) Ha! Because that was a pencil right to the brain. Die of lead poisoning. Pencils are graphite. That didn't happen. <laughs> <coughs> you can follow us on Twitter at C Double Pod. Um, please, cons- if you like the show, please consider rating and reviewing the show on iTunes. And remember to smash that subscribe button. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> if you want to tweet about the show, use the hashtag Seeing Double. Mm. You can follow Steph on her socials at Steph Plus Verb. Me at Brad Barth on Twitter. And until next time. I'm Stephanie Kretz. And I'm Bradford Barth. Thank you for listening. Goodbye.
Carlton.